right? But you know what? Like, yes, this could have been avoided. Yes, this owner did make mistakes, but let's keep it real. Okay. This is a trifling heifer. <laughs> I'm sorry. You are trifling and you are wrong and that is foul. Hey, welcome to Uncommon State of Mind, where we debate different ways to leverage your next investment to create time freedom, legacy impact, and generational wealth in order for you to live that uncommon life. But in order to do that, you must be uncommon. My name is Joey, a.k.a. Mr. J. Mace. Hey, and I'm A.D., also known as A.D., the Fly Realtor. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Man, I'm good. I'm good. You know, just uh, shooting here with my boy, talking real estate, talking investing, and can't be better. And yourself? You already know. Every day is a good day, bro. That's, Every day is a good day. That's what's up. Um, so this show, I, I, I want to pose a question to you guys, okay? Say you get into your your first Airbnb. You're in L.A. You have a you have an extra property in Los Angeles, and you're like, you know what? Let me put this property on Airbnb. You rent it to your guests. You know what I'm saying? You know, you rent it for your guests for a little while, and all of a sudden, when it's time for your guests to check out, they don't check out. They just stay there. Hmm. And, <laughs> and, uh, and not only are they staying there rent-free from that point forward, but they also have the legal right to stay in your home rent-free. And they're going to sue you for, for not being a great landlord. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. So the stories uh, that, you know, puts fear into people be like, man, I do not want to do this. And, you know, you could see why. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, it makes sense, really, like, because just hearing something like that, that's not something I would ever want to get into. You know what I mean? Like, especially if you don't know the details. Yeah. So I actually, um, there is, this is, this is obviously a real story. That's the only reason why I'm bringing it up. Uh, this actually happened in L.A. Uh, and I'm going to have probably like a picture of the the article from L.A. Times. Uh, kind of just talking about what the heck we're talking about right now, right? Um, so, Palace Star says she checked into a luxury Airbnb and then refused to pay or leave. It's been 540 days. That's wild. <laughs> That's over a year. Yeah, and she has the legal right to stay. Um, yo, it's it's insane. So, um, uh, pretty much the the lady's name is Elizabeth. She had an Airbnb stay at a luxury uh, a, a luxury space. It's a guest house. Uh, in April 2022, um, she just simply decided not to move out. Uh, she's been living there uh, for free um, and refuses and refuses to budge. And it's actually suing the landlord uh, for a relocation fee of a hundred thousand dollars. Um, is it? <laughs> That's crazy. It is. <laughs> it is insane. Um, and currently, uh, what it is, what's what's why this is even able to go on in the first place is because uh, there is a just cause ordinance which uh, LA passed that you know allows um, pretty much landlords need the right to, or or a good reason in order for you to to be evicted. Um, and uh, there's another ordinance that's also protected there, which is the stabilization ordinance, which is just pretty much for what low income housing to make sure that or or or, or sorry, not low income housing, but like rent stabilization for for yeah. uh, I mean, not, it's uh, not necessarily for low income housing, but 
it's to protect tenants really yeah, yeah. so protect tenants and how much they pay but also protect tenants in the habitability of the unit yeah yeah so both of these ordinances are protecting this guest from getting evicted obviously they can stay um and it's costing this short-term rental owner thousands of dollars obviously right and i'm saying so right pretty insane um when ad actually said this to me i was like yo to talk about this <laughs> i mean that's really crazy like honestly because that's one thing that you would never really think happened like you know you would expect if somebody stays longer like okay maybe a day or two right past the amount like i i can probably take that if they don't well, pay if, for a day if or they two. stand there like well i mean but i mean worst case scenario like okay, okay. okay they're not gonna pay like maybe a day or two like who knows? I might not even take that to court. Mm-hmm. Five hundred and forty something days, dude. Like that's crazy. Like what? <laughs> so so what? another thing that's really protecting this this uh, squatter. I mean, if you if you will, that's is, what she is. is the- <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's a luxury property yeah, doesn't yeah. mean she's not squatting. This is the truth. So another <laughs> thing that's protecting her is the fact that the actual place wasn't it wasn't. Um, license correctly for short-term rentals mm-hmm. um which then kind of boosts the argument for the the tenant right. staying there for as long as they can because now uh that person staying there is now you know qualified especially due to the amount of days that they stayed um and especially if they were receiving mail and things of that nature they were there for six months they then qualify as being a tenant in this person's home and not a guest right um so once again, like this is, you know, the business model that I choose is arbitrage, but this is for somebody who actually owns the property and, you know, is allowing guests to to stay in their property. Um, you know what I mean? For 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 short term stays or, or um, you know, midterm stays and things of that nature. This was a midterm stay. Obviously, it was over 60 days. <clears throat> and. Um, yeah, there is a couple of things that that went wrong here and i mean the best thing that we're gonna try to do is just kind of uh, i'll probably like talk about a couple of different ways that this could have been avoided right you know what i'm saying um you know for those of you who have property especially in la la county la city especially you know what i'm saying to to kind of avoid situations like this number one and ad and i talk wait but you know what like yes this could have been avoided yes this owner did make mistakes but let's keep it real. Okay. This is a trifling heifer. <laughs> I'm sorry. You are trifling and you are wrong. And that is foul because this woman moved in there knowing what she was about to do and what she was going to attempt to do. Like that's foul to take advantage of somebody in that way. Like, I don't care what anybody says, like just morally, she may be in her legal right to do what she's doing, but we all know the law doesn't always coincide with good morals this is foul it is foul. like it's horrible it is really. foul. um yo there's so i was talking to him but like there's a whole show of a dude dude it was on netflix you guys probably remember if you guys watched it a whole netflix show of a guy who he actually practiced as a lawyer you know what i'm saying it's a documentary if if y'all remember put it in the comments but he has to pr- actually practice as a lawyer and then on his um like side job he was a teacher and since he knew the laws he decided to go ahead and, you know, use the law for his benefit. So, you know, once you 
enter into a property, you know what I'm saying, and you stay for right here, says, you know, the amount of time that they stay, six months, legally legally qualified them as a a, a tenant. On top of that, um, the second that they get like bills in their name to that property, they also legally qualify as a tenant, even if it's shorter than that six month period that they were there. You know, if they're receiving that type of mail, and AD and I talked about this in the later a long time time ago, yeah, or like they are legally a tenant, and then you have to go through the eviction process, right? So one of the ways that this could have been avoided, one, I'm not sure if they got mail there or not. Six months, I feel like where are they getting their mail? And if the and if the host wasn't aware of this specific law, then you know there's a good possibility that this that this person, this lady was receiving mail at this location now if she know like once again she knows what she was doing so the second that she was like receiving mail she's like oh i've got them you know what i'm saying right <clears throat> so one uh your guest cannot receive mail at your location period you know what i'm saying because then you are legally a landlord and they are legally your tenant and you must go through the eviction process and especially if you're in California, which is extremely friendly to tenants, which was why a lot of people don't like to do uh, like to invest rent, here. And you not rent, sorry, but they don't like to invest and be like property owners here it, or landlord or landlord yeah. here. You know what I'm saying? Then it, it is very hairy. You know what I'm saying? So you really want to avoid them. You know what I'm saying? Getting mail at all costs. Now, number two. We saw that they stayed for six months. Um, this is just something that I thought of and um, just to kind of keep things safe is I would do it in 30 day. I would have a guest if they're going to stay for that much for that long. I would do 30 day increments, maybe, you know, what I'm saying like, OK, you're going to stay for 30 days. On the 30th day, you have to exit the property for the day. And then maybe come back and you can do your next 30 days. That way you stay within that guideline before they become like actual tenants, you know what I'm saying, to that property. And they can they can only be guests 30 days at a time, even if it's for a day, even if if, if it's just for for, you know, your cleaners to come clean up and flip it over and flip uh, the property. That way they can come back in and, and and, you know, stay in that property again. That also gives you a little bit more protection um, when it comes to the law. You know what I mean? So that's another big thing that could be taken into consideration when operating here in in LA City. You know what I mean? So another big issue that happened here, and uh, which is obviously what kind of kind of like was the icing on the cake, is they didn't have the correct licensing in order to run their house or their guest house as a short term rental. So automatically, without that licensing, you are seen as a landlord. And right. that person in your property is seen as a tenant. You know what I'm saying? And that's what they believe that the agreement was because there is no documentation stating otherwise. So when you take this to court, that's it. It's right. cut and dry. But in court, they're just going to look at it black and white, like what's on paper and what was the situation. And that's what it is. Like, it's not going to be like, oh, well, both sides thought it was this. It's like, what's the law say and what's the situation? And, uh, you know, to add on to what Joey's mentioning, um, I don't remember the details of the situation, but if I recall, 
uh, the unit wasn't even up to code in order to let right to a long term tenant. Right. So that's part of that's also part of what got him in trouble that it wasn't considered habitable to rent out to somebody. Mm. So you know what I mean. What in in L A. in California, like as soon as the court starts seeing stuff like that, you're done for, bro. Right. Like you know what I mean. Like so again, uh, for anybody who's trying to do. Uh, short-term rental, long-term rental, like, make sure your side of the street is clean. Like, you got to be up to code. Like, I'm not saying it's got to be the best property in the world, but it has to be fully habitable. Whatever that means, according to the city, state laws and county laws, like, make sure it's up to code because you don't need somebody being able to, like, get one over pull one over on you because you don't have your unit in proper order exactly and understand like the business model that you choose right so this is for somebody who owns a property um who then decided to put it on airbnb to rent out to other folks and of course like for people who are not really inside of you know the airbnb space or the short-term rental space this is just another you know uh, scare tactic to get you to think like, oh my goodness, like look at all the horrible things that, that happen with short-term rentals when in a lot of cases this could have been avoided. This is pretty much the worst case scenario <laughs> right. when it comes to like, no, for real, this is like the absolute worst case scenario happening, but of course it's going to get publicized and it should because people need to have, you know, some sort of guidelines on how to operate. But, um, depending on your business model, like, uh, me personally, I do arbitrage, meaning when I when I go to I, I rent a space and then I re-rent it. So to the complex's eyes that I'm renting from, I am the tenant. You know what I'm saying? And whoever comes in and is uh, subletting from me is the guest. So technically, they do not have any tenant rights. All the tenant rights are mine as the person who is renting from the complex. Right. There are ways around that. If that person, if that guest starts to receive mail, um, if that guest starts to receive mail at your location, even though you are technically the tenant as a short term rental host, they are also considered the tenant because they've received mail at that at that location. So that's one way that it could override uh, your protection, you know, as as being the short term rental host tenant uh, to the complex. And then the guests actually becoming a tenant. So you always, no matter what situation you're in, you want to avoid your guests receiving mail um, at your location, period, point blank. And, and once again, um, I think that extra buffer of after a 30 day stay, you had them exit the premises and then re and then re um, book your location. That's another hedge of protection that you should have or that you can have uh, in order to protect yourself from a situation like this. Now, so. I got a quick question. Yeah. So, all right, you're saying have them exit after 30 days, they would exit the premises and then rebook. Like, don't you think that would cause an inconvenience for somebody who's making a stay? Like, personally, I know when I've traveled, like when I get in, like whether it's internationally or like within the country, you know, I just set my stuff up, you know, like, or even like my mom or my wife, yeah. like whenever they travel, like they unload their suitcase. Yeah. I live out my suitcase for a few days, you know what I mean? But they unload their suitcase. So would that be an inconvenience for somebody who 
maybe they want to stay for 45 days, but after 30 days, they have to take their items out. So what I'm talking about is an extra buffer. You do not have to, you do not have to um, actually have them exit the premises after 30, but as an extra buffer, if you wanted to stay um, extra safe, you can't. Now, don't get me wrong. There's people who stay for longer than, than 30 days, maybe 30, uh, 45 days and more. But that's perfectly within your right as a short term rental host. Um, um, as long, once again, as they are not receiving mail at your property, because they can go and try to say that they're a tenant. But if they don't have any proof, physical proof that they're a tenant at this location, you can have them escorted out with no problem. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying isn't required. It's just an extra buffer. In case you were like, I don't want to have to deal with this at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, right, right. Yeah, that's just that, and that's that's uh, what I'll say to answer that question. But it's insane. You know, people are there. Are, you know, there are people like you know whoever the people that are watching this podcast and us who want to do right, who want to just you know improve our lives, improve our families' lives, and do business the right way. But there are people out there that will take advantage of you anytime they can. That's a fact. You know. Fact, like so no matter you aware of that yeah no matter how you know well-intentioned you are and how you know solid into the book you are there are always people out there to take advantage and you need to be aware of all of the of the uh right. the tools in the toolbox that they can possibly use in order to do that you know what i mean right uh one thing uh ian dunlap the master investor from market mondays one thing he always says is you need to know what the worst case scenario is. Mm. And, you know, that's actually what this sounds like. Like even uh, this owner who uh, owned the luxury property with knowing that, well, he might not have even known that his unit wasn't considered habitable for rent. But if you do know that you need to understand that even if you're going to like operate outside the lines, you need to know what the worst case scenario is. You know, I'm sure he was fully unaware that somebody he could take this woman to court and she would still win. You know what I mean? So, like, be you, you really get get the knowledge you need. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not saying like overanalyze or like study too much. You know what I mean? Because that often causes people to not take any action. We definitely want you to take action, but really make sure you know enough to get in there and really do what you need to do. No, honestly. And to be honest, none of the, none of the tenant, uh, none of the tenant laws would have came into effect if they had just, uh, had their licensing to run as a short term rental with that little piece of paper, that little layer of protection, all that tenant stuff in regards to, uh, the ordinance, the, uh, stabilization ordinance and the just cause ordinance wouldn't even, wouldn't even be a thing. Man, that's a big deal because it's like, honestly, (laughs) you know, (laughs) my dad used to tell me where, like, there's things you could have done to make sure this never happened. You know what I mean? And this guy didn't do those things. Like, he didn't do those things. So technically, with him renting out this space to somebody and he didn't do take care of his proper paperwork, he didn't get his right licensing or registrations. Mm -hmm. Now he set himself up for a woman to be able to stay in his unit for 540 days. Whereas if he just made sure he had the right licenses in place, you know, then you could take that to a judge like, hey, Mr. Judge, like this is a short term rental. 
I registered for a short-term rental. That's my only intention for this place, short to midterm rental. And this lady took advantage. Yeah. But now he lost in court. He lost on his money. And if I remember correctly, it's not like it's a paid off property. Like he's paying a mortgage on it. It's, it sucks. And uh, for what my mentor always said was like, you never want to operate a business that has a single point of failure. Right? Right. And this, this right here is a critical piece. Uh, which is a single point of failure that pretty much ruined the entire, you know, business model. You know what I'm saying? You always want to operate with options. And unfortunately, because this specific detail wasn't taken care of, it's pretty much ruined the revenue that they were supposed to be getting for this property uh, for not only, you know, that year, but years to come. That's a big hole, man. 540 days, you're getting, you're usually getting paid daily off of something like this. And now you're having to cover the rent, uh, not the rent, but the mortgage uh, out of your own pocket, which is, right. you know, which is something that nobody ever wants to do. So you just be aware of this type of stuff, guys, um, is what the, mo- is the most important fact uh, about this conversation. For real, for real. And really, like, just make sure you're within code because, again, like this state is California is a state that's heavily going to make sure you're doing things right. You know what I mean? Make sure you're in code. Like, don't leave yourself open to situations like this because that's so wild to me man yeah, yeah. um actually ad just came up with the perfect b for the day for this i'm gonna go ahead and let him take care of that yeah the b for the day is be compliant so whatever you're doing whatever you're investing in whatever your entrepreneurial goals are just make sure you're in compliance man because you don't want somebody to be able to come back and be like oh because you didn't do a b and c now we can hit you with the book. Yeah, I mean, be compliant for real. Like, that's all I got to say. Good talk. Be compliant, be you, and be a comic. All right, until next time. Stay up. Uncommon State of Mind was hosted by my best friend, Joey, and myself, A.D., Two guys who started at the back of the queue in real estate. And now we want to give back by showing others the way to get in through the front door. Feeling inspired and looking to get your investment portfolio up and running so you can join the party in style? Hit us up at info at uncommonestateofmind.com and we can start talking. If you enjoy the show, please spread the word and show some love in the ratings so we could climb those charts together. Until next time, be uncommon. Be uncommon.